From Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Good, how you doing? Not bad. Um, excited to see another brand new horror movie in theaters that isn't like The Purge 8. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still watch all that stuff too. But no, we've been getting a lot of good original ideas this year. And I love the new thing that these horror movies seem to be doing of... Okay, it's a brand new kind of... Like X. Of, yeah. It's a brand new thing, it's not a franchise movie. And we're putting it in the 70s. Well, I mean, yeah, X and this did. I wonder if that's just easy because you can write around cell phones, stuff like that. Or if there's like a legit like 70s nostalgia going on. I don't think yeah. so, but maybe. Well, I remember Rob Zombie said something in like a commentary or on a podcast or something. of He likes to put his movies in the 70s because it takes care of cell phones, all that. Um, it was a lot more easier for this stuff to happen then. Yeah. No, don't worry. I like a creative write-around when people can pull it off. And it, what did it immediately start out with? Of uh, It was like that song from Dazed and Confused. Of uh, It was like, oh yeah, you're in the 70s. Yeah, and it, <laughs> we get, uh, what was it, Denver 1978 or 79 yeah. or something. Um, real quick, uh, 2021 is what it's saying its original release was? Yeah, so almost everyone who saw this movie, and the reason everyone's talking about it now is because it just came to theaters, it was supposed to come out last year, so it had its like critic and screener runs and stuff like that last year. So technically, it's a 2021 movie. What did you hear of, like, it was so good that they're like, oh, wait a minute, this is actually a good movie. We want to hold it all yeah. for the summer. They're going to put it in the dump months, like, yeah. where all the studios just dump all their garbage. Once in a while, they would put big ones out, like, to really capitalize. But, you know, in general, like, those winter months. And they're like, wait, no, this has legs. We'll save it for the summer. Yes, yeah, fuck you. It's January. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh... Oh, also, spoiler alert, brand new movie. Brand And also brand new movie for us. So if there are tiny little facts that are a little bit off, we just saw it like half an hour ago. Yeah, if you want them early, you got to deal with this. Also, it's not going to be exactly well-structured or anything like that. Yeah, so full spoilers. Immediately, it opens up on a baseball game. And even by the very first frame, I could tell this is at the very latest in the 70s. Because they show a beer can with the pool tab. And I'm a beer can collector. So it's almost like Razor Rob has his car knowledge. I'm like, I know that beer can's from the 70s. Well, even I knew that. So okay, well, it's a flashback at least. If the whole movie wasn't going to be set back then. Right. So the main story is there's a guy going around kidnapping kids. Which, if I saw this movie when I was a kid, this would be the scariest movie I ever saw. Oh, yeah, because it's actually like kids dying it's not like oh they got abducted and they disappeared no it's like no this guy fucks these kids up like brutally i'm glad you had the up because we have no yeah. instance that any of that's going on no 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 addition of that thankfully right although holy crap we get a dad beating his daughter with a belt to a point of I'm like i'm uncomfortable watching this dude oh god the dad is so up and down like he's a horrible drunk and i love the daughter immediately like grabs his vodka is like I'm going to fucking smash your vodka. Do you love this? I'll get rid of it. <laughs> it starts off after that baseball game. Our main character, Finn, is the pitcher. Loses the game when this other hitter hits a home run. Him and the pitcher, no hard feelings at the end. Hey, you got your arm's mint, man. You almost had me. That kid goes is walking, riding his bike home. The hitter hit the home run. And then 
this black van that says Abracadabra Magic or something on the side stops in front of them and then fade away to title card. I enjoyed that the two, it wasn't like a fuck you, no fuck you type thing with the kids playing baseball. I like that it was kind of that like, oh no, you did a really good job. Like, I barely got you, but I got you. Yeah, exactly. It was better that way. It was a good character thing. It's so easy to go immediately to like, well, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was just lazy writing too. Yeah. But so he's gone. And the next scene after we come back, we see... Finn and Gwen. Gwen's his little sister walking to school. They notice missing poster signs. Like, that's a new one. No, he's been there. No, his dad printed out new ones. And then we cut to a bunch of kids gathered around on the way to school in a fight circle. You know, kids <laughs> gathered around, fight, fight, fight. Oh, we had, so, like, our high school was so known for, like, fights and stuff. To the point, we had a police officer that just stayed at our school. Oh, you had a school cop? Um, One fight, me and my one buddy from high school were so close to it he was wearing a white t-shirt he got blood splatter on his t-shirt <laughs> but you're like 15 or 16 so you're like oh that's so cool now it's like that's human body fluid ew <laughs> but so the fight's going on and this kid is his name oh what's this kid's name there's moose and was it brian or bruce wasn't Bruce, I don't think. But anyway, this kid who's Finn's friend is kicking the shit out of this kid who's like twice his size. He's just destroying him and beats him to his bloody and it's surprising because he's so much smaller. But it is Finn's best friend because later on Finn's getting picked on in class. Like these bullies corner him in the bathroom are about to beat him up and super tough friend comes in washing blood off his knuckles. Like you fuck with Finn, you fuck with me and then they all leave. I love he's wearing a Cheech and Chong shirt. Yeah, it doesn't add just a little yeah. fun to it. Uh, also, we get some quick dialogue about how he just saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you gotta go see it. Uh, which, immediately, me and you turn to each other, we're like, they said the movie we like! Huh? <laughs> 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 and he's also talking about he loves Bruce Lee movies, which, that's the one uh, um, hit that he landed on, like, the big kid. It's like, he did the super kick. Oh, yeah, the roundhouse like, thing he does there. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then after that, like, that kid is... He's taken next, isn't he? Uh, well, we had like shots of like Finn in biology class, like yeah. this girl. Yeah, no, that's not yet actually, because that's why. But yeah, so later on, that kid's also taken. The big bully kid. No, the kid who beat up the bully kid. Oh yes, yes, he's taken. So everyone's out looking. So there's calls going around. We see that this is becoming a regular occurrence. Finn and Gwen are even talking. He's like the grabber. Like, you know, that's just a rumor that if you say his name, he gets you. I know, but obviously it's been going on and kids are already making up their own legends about it. Which is also, I love a little, like, fun thing they inject into it is, like, kids will start making up their own little urban legend things. And I like that they kind of put that in there. Dude, the one thing that I will say that is very unrealistic, and I know this is even the 70s, but still, that there's no curfew ever instituted (laughs) on this town. Kids are out riding their bikes alone at night and no one's saying anything. We had a kidnapping incident in the town I grew up in, and holy shit, for that, like, next summer, it was, like, locked down. Really? Like, you, you buddy system, all that stuff. Yeah, because how old do you think Gwen, the sister, is? She's, like, seven? Eight? I was going to say she's probably, like, 10 to 12. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. Okay. And the Finn, I think, is, like, 13, 14. Okay. But, yeah, it's, like, this little girl riding around on her bike, sometimes in the dark, and it's also raining. <laughs> yeah, which I know 70s is a normal occurrence, but still, during all this is wild. And we bring up a lot of times whenever there's kid actors, 
how is the kid actor? And what is, like, how is the character? These kids are awesome. Yeah, and they feel like kids. They don't feel like 30-year-old teenagers. They feel like kids. Yeah. And nothing feels like no kid would be able to pull that off. Because it's, right. especially our main story, it's the culmination of all these kids' experiences coming through one. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I love that they all, they all cuss at each other. Even the little girl is like, fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> Gwen is pulled into the principal's office because she told someone that she had a dream about it. And she told her friend when she was talking about the dream, there was black balloons and everything. The police call her into question, like, how did you hear about this? Because we never release any of these details to the public. And long story short, we had dialogue throughout with the dad and her. Her mom was like a psychic, not like the kind who works as a psychic right. and stuff, but like would see things in her dreams and stuff like that. And obviously passed on to his daughter. It's not like drag me to hell. No, not like that style. <laughs> And I was wondering, like, because later on in the movie, where, like, the ghosts are helping Finn, like, try to get out. And they're like, "Why have you tried to help other kids, too? And they're like, you're the only one that we've been able to talk to, or something like that. Yeah. So I almost throw it out as, like, oh, he has, like, some kind of the same ability as well. Yeah, definitely. Because they there's a line to jump ahead where, like, have you tried calling the others? We called, but they didn't hear it ring. Right. You're the only one who does. The grabber also hears it ringing, yeah. but he is trying to convince himself it's not real. Right. So he's psychic too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Man, we'll get to him in a minute. But after Finn's in biology class, like partner up, his best friend just disappeared. So he oh. doesn't have a partner. Thankfully, this girl sits by him and I think is kind of into him even, which is yeah. for Finn. And it almost, and it's not really dove into, but it almost seems like, oh yeah, this is like his uh, crush kind of thing. Yeah, they talk about it a little bit. Which, this reminded me so much of like certain times where you have an odd number of friends in a classroom yeah where it's like there are th- there's like three of you and they're like partner up and it was always like shit who gets this person <laughs> first me or them and every once in a while i would get stuck with like the kid no one wanted to be partners with and it's yeah. like oh god damn it or someone you don't talk to ever or something like that yeah or it's like you're bully that happened the one time <laughs> and then of course i do all of the work but now Finn doesn't have his protector, his best friend, around either. So the bullies, like, chase him down or beating the shit out of him on the way home that day. And his sister Gwen, I love this, has nothing to do with much of anything, comes running over with a rock and goes, I swear to God, it was going to be, like, a different movie. Like, we're going to be dealing with her killing someone. I thought it was a death blow to the side of the one bully's head. Holy shit. Oh, I love that she, like, immediately runs up to defend her brother. And then she kicks the shit out of the one kid because she beams him upside the head with the rock. Because he, like, goes, like, scooting back to the fence. And all of a sudden you see this, like, blood spurt. And he starts, like, bleeding out of the head. Which I chuckled a little bit at. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. But, um... The one kid, like, then throws her off and then punches her, I believe, because she goes and she has, like, a bloody nose. And, yeah. like, and she sits up on the fence next to the kid she smacked with a rock. It was like dodgeball. Like, you're out. Just sit, <laughs> sit on the sides. Exactly. But later on, like, another day, him and Gwen are walking home. And she's like, I'm staying at Susie, so I'll talk to you later. You have to deal with dad tonight. We mentioned earlier the dad is an asshole, especially because the cops come to talk to his daughter. Like, what were you telling him? Your dreams are just dreams, like, not like what your mother thought, and he's beating the fuck out of her with a belt and everything. Yeah. I think just to establish he doesn't want this life for his kid to be someone who's seeing this stuff or something, he could have gone about it way better, but I think that's the whole motivation behind it. Yeah, because they explain it a little bit later on in the movie of, like, she heard voices, and then the voices told her to basically kill herself, and then she did, and yeah. he doesn't want the same fate for his daughter. Get what you, I kind of see what you're coming from there. 
but beating it out of her is not going to help. If anything, she's going to want to be more psychic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, so she's like, so you got to watch Dad tonight because the Dad's drunk. Finn's going home. This van pulls up in front of him, and the guy steps out and drops a bunch of groceries. Like, oh, look at me. Ethan Hawke is the grab. Oh, I wanted to talk about when he got Bruce earlier because it was such a cool shot where Bruce is walking and he walks up to him and you just see him out of focus and he gets out and he has like the cape on and everything. Yeah. Looked terrifying, didn't it? Like, I then I looked awesome, but then I was also like, is he wearing a fucking cape? Yes, he was. <laughs> he's a magician. It makes sense once you realize that part. Yes. Um. Real quick, I want to mention, and this is another kind of nothing thing, but no, I ahead. enjoyed it. The first time they kind of, uh, Gwen and Finn split up, and she's like, take care of dad. And he goes in and he takes the beer bottle out of his hand, turns off the record. And yeah. then he puts on like, it's like the Saturday, or well, I guess it would be Friday night. Yeah. The Friday night, like splat movie of it's some black and white movie that I was trying to really pay attention and see if I recognized it. I didn't I didn't recognize it. Not at all. But, but the blood's red. That's yeah. so cool. And I love that he's, like, about to scream, but then he, like, holds his mouth because he's like, I don't want to wake up Dad because he'll start beating me again. Oh, because yeah, there was a scene earlier because Dad's hung over every morning where they have to be super quiet in the mornings. Oh, it's so, like, he's eating cereal, and cereal has oh. milk in it. Yeah. And this sometimes will make a little bit of a slurp sound. And it's like, do you think the people at the top of Mount Everest can hear you? <laughs> And then, like, Gwen goes to open up the bread box, and, like, the lid drops a little bit, and he's just, like, slinks his head. It's like, sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah, so he's stopped, like, in the middle of the road by the grabber, but he gets out drops his stuff. And he's like, do you need help? Oh, could you hand me my hat right there? Hands him his top hat. He goes, do you want to see a magic trick? Sure. But then he sees in the van, like, are those black balloons? Because that's the clue his sister knew about the murders. He goes, why, yes, they are. And he brings all the balloons out, like, I don't know what this was. I guess to disorient him or cover what's going on. And like yeah. a giant bundle of balloons over Finn as he stabs him with something to knock him out, what, like injects he, him. I thought he sprayed him in the mouth with He something. sprays him in the mouth. That's right. What is that? I don't know. Is it some kind of like... I Nitrous? Like maybe? But wouldn't he just then be very high for like 30 seconds? Not nitrous. That's the one thing. The stuff's the dentist. What's that? Laughing gas? Yeah, what's that called? But yeah, I that. think it's nitrous. Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe it was that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, but it disorients so many passes out. But I love uh, Finn it is also Finn? Yeah, yeah Finn. Finn. Finny, Finn. He likes space. Yeah. So he has a rocket ship pin, it looks like, yeah. that he keeps playing with. And he stabs the grabber in the arm with that. Drags it down his oh, arm. And yeah. it is awesome. To the point when he wakes up in the grabber's like a little dungeon that we spend most of the movie in. He's like, you got my arm. I guess we're even now. No, that that's not no. how even Stevens works, buddy. No. Okay, okay, if we're even, can I leave then? Yeah. But, so he, he's talking to him. The only time we see him without the mask, really, is where he takes him, or he abducts him, in the very end of the movie. So throughout the rest of the movie, he's wearing this mask that is a work of genius by Tom Savini. He created this thing. Yes. And it's not just, oh, because it's a cool sculpt. It's because it's like a take apart and put back together mask in different ways. And it's really neat. So it's the full thing is like a devil mask with a chin. But there's some where there's teeth. There's some where it's like a blank face, like Matrix, where the Neo's mouth go away. Yeah, that's crazy. And then there's a frowny one, which I don't like. <laughs> and then there's like the Batman style with no bottom. You yeah. Know? Like there's a thousand different. Oh, there's just the bottom and no top. It's and cool. Almost every time he comes down, depending on how he's acting, he has a different mask on. 
And the one point he's in the shadows, it's later, but he's almost waiting to see what Finn does. And I almost think of it as like, he has two different ones. Am I going to be happy or sad? Yeah. <laughs> what? Because I, the only preparation I did going into this, because I wanted to go into this cold. I don't think I even saw a trailer. I've seen the poster. and I, I saw, saw a trailer way back when, when okay. it was being advertised. Um, Tom Savini did a interview on Dead Meat, I believe. Um, about the mask and whatnot. And I was like, oh, Tom Savini, I'll watch this. And he was saying it's kind of based off of the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Oh, thing. I thought you were talking about, I thought we were talking about the Kane movie for a second. I know. I know hell yeah. <laughs> but he, he, like, he, they had to make like 30 different versions of this mask because they were also, it's like around COVID time, like the major that they yeah. were doing this. And so even for the stunt person had to have a completely different set of masks. Well, yeah, because you weren't like sharing like mouthpieces. Like, yeah. Here, <laughs> here you go. Exactly. <laughs> this is actually a really easy movie to film for COVID because there's not many people in scenes together. Yeah. And it doesn't feel dampered by it where there's certain no. things where uh, this, you could tell this movie was supposed to be a lot bigger, but every scene is our star and one other person in a room talking about six feet apart. <laughs> I mean, but it works for it. I don't even know if it was meant to be closer or anything like that. No, this one you can't Oh, tell. okay. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I gotcha. But so he's talking to him there. He's like, you're going to stay here. Why? He goes, he picks up the phone and goes, it doesn't work. Put it back. Hang up the phone. Hang up the phone. He very much doesn't want him on the phone. I don't think because he thinks, he's just trying to convince himself that doesn't work. Yeah, because... It's clipped, like the wire and everything, so that shouldn't work at all. Because even at the end of this interaction, he goes, did you just hear a phone ring? And then he leaves the room and almost after the phone. Yeah, but I think that was a real one upstairs. Okay. So yeah, he locks him in there. He goes up, and then Finn kind of explores his area. You have a barred window, you have another hallway to a bathroom, and a bed. That's pretty much it. Um, that night when Gwen Stan, our friend's house, she gets the call from her dad and the whole place is out searching for him and everything. There's an assembly of school, another student missing, all this kind of stuff. So the whole town's looking. And they do the thing of like, because it's kind of dramatic music going over the assembly and stuff. But you can tell they said like, oh, it's Finn Shaw. And because everyone turns and looks at Gwen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then I like the ongoing thing of her praying at night. She has like a Bible, a Jesus fish, a cross and everything. And when the friend went missing, she's praying like, please give me one of the visions so I can help find him. And it goes on. That happens a couple times. But just to jump to the one, I like when she picks up the cross to pray and she goes, what the fuck, Jesus? Or something like that. Like, I asked for your help, and then you had been kidnapped? Yeah, like, and I didn't have a single dream? Maybe you're not real. Yeah. But so... Later on, Finn's on the basement, and he hears the phone ring. Picks it up, nothing there. I'll skip over the minutia of just him walking around and stuff, because this happens a couple times, what I think is over the period of a few days. Rings again, picks up, nothing there. On the third ring, I'm like, they gotta start having someone talk here. Mm -hmm. This is getting old. And thankfully, that's the one where it does. He picks it up another time, and you can hear someone on the other side, and it's like, who is this? And it's like, I don't know. Like, what do you mean you don't know? Because you tend to, that's the first thing you forget. When what? When you die, like, you forget who you are. Which is a cool thing that I think they play with in here. And they don't have to explain it whatsoever. I'm glad they don't go into, like, too much detail of why. Just because you're dead and you forget who you are. Yeah. Good enough. And this movie is good enough to not have me focus in on something like that. Of I'm distracted with too many fun things. Yeah. Then, like, well, why is it that, you know? 
Fun's a weird word, because I was describing it to you, like, after this movie, like, man, it was good. Yeah. It wasn't a lot that I could have fun with it. When it like, and I mean that in a good way, just, like, similar to Hereditary, like, I don't have fun with it. You yeah. know what I mean? But, man, I love it. Well, but that's even during the one I'm scene. not comparing the movies, by the way. I'm not saying it's on that level or anything like that, but that similar feeling when I'm watching it. Right. It was the scene right after uh, Gwen got, like, severely beaten by her own father. And they go in, he's like, go in and watch TV with your brother. And they're watching, like, Davy and Goliath. It's that old, like, Christian, like, stop anima- uh, claymation, claymation yeah. type thing. And I just chuckled a little bit. I was like, it's probably inappropriate to kind of chuckle right now. But I recognized the claymation. No. And I was like, oh, they're watching Davy and Goliath. That's funny. It was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I hear something kind of silly. Um... But he answers, like, who is this? I don't know. I think I know you, though. Your arm's mint. So he's like, oh, shit, this is that baseball player who I who hit the home run for me. And he says, oh, is this? I think his name was Bruce. He's like, Bruce? He goes, yeah, I think that's my name, or whatever it was. He goes, yeah, I think that is it. Maybe. I'm not sure. But he talks to him, and what clue does he give him? Does he even really give him a clue, or is this just setting up the premise? Well, because one of them says there's, like, loose tiles in the other room, Yeah, I I got halfway dug through, but then he found me, so I didn't get all the way through. But he, um, it's like, yeah, there's loose tiles over by the toilet, and you can dig halfway through, and if you come back up through, it's like in the garage or something. Yeah, or just a way out, like tunnel your way out. Like, why didn't you do it? Because he got me before I had time to. Yes. So he knows he's killing people. Um. I don't exactly know the order of events, but he gets a couple more calls. The next one I know, I don't know where it occurs, so is another boy. This one he doesn't recognize, I don't think, or he knows who he was, but he goes, don't call me by my name. I don't like it. They call me the paper boy. And the paper boy, who he makes him call him because he doesn't want to know his own name. It doesn't know good anymore. Tells him, look over there on the ground. See how the wall meets the floor over there? There's a slight space. There's a cable in there I pulled out. I had to put it back and I hid it there. So what he he's telling him, like, what should I do with this? This is after the grabber brought him food for the first time, by the way. He brought him eggs, eggs. and Sprite. And then the bottle spins and, like, kicks up on its side and points towards the window. So he's like, okay, he gets the cable out. He starts yanking on it. He grabs one of the carpets to feed it up through to get it. He pulls down the grate, but he still can't get to it. But now he has the grate that will come into play later. Uh, also, the grabber comes and brings him scrambled eggs and a Sprite. Which I'm sitting there in the theater drinking a Sprite. So I'm like, oh, Sprite. He, uh, Finn goes, what's in it? And the grabber goes, eh, salt and pepper. I love his delivery of things. I'm just like, what's, what's it's the so issue? It's so weird. And what's really weird later is it's not his real voice. He's not just like this all the time. Because there's a part where he yells to his, spoilers for later, his brother upstairs. And he has a normal Ethan Hawke voice. Yeah. So it's weird. So like, it, it's like really... a stage magician yeah, voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But... Also, during that moment, this is also the call we get with the whole cable thing. He leaves the door unlocked when he goes back upstairs. And Finn's looking at it. The phone rings. He answers. He goes, don't go up there. It's a trap. And which I thought, too. I'm like, there's no way he forgets to lock the door. He goes, he has a belt. He will beat you. And he won't stop beating you. And it will hurt. And we do. The camera shows us him sitting up there shirtless with the frowny face mask on, which he had to change because we went down and he had smiley face mask to bring the food with just a belt in his hand hanging over his leg. This is when, because he's sitting there without a shirt on, with a belt on, with a giant belt buckle and black pants. This is when I leaned over and I went, Danzig's the killer. 
Because he does, it's like, he has, like, the pecs and kind of, like, the kind of gut thing that's hanging over with the giant belt buckle. It's like, Danzig did it! <laughs> but yeah, so that's terrifying looking. Like, that was legit creepy, that part. But then he tells him about the wire and everything. He gets the great... Uh, we get lots of people looking for him and everything. The little girl goes to the police, tells him every vision she does know. And every time we're introduced to a new ghost, like calling him on the phone, we get her dream about them. So, like, she gets a little bit each time, and that comes into play big time at the end of the movie. Yes, yes. Um, but at, at this point, too, I'm like, the ghosts keep telling him clues of, like, try this, try that. And Finn will, like, half do it and then move on to the next thing they tell him to try. But it's paid off at the end. Well, that was one of my big problems with the movie, and I'm glad they already were paid mm-hmm. off where right? it's not a problem anymore. But I'm like, so all these ghosts, like, yeah, it's cool. They get to him, like, this is my plan that I couldn't complete. But he completes and it still doesn't work each time, I'm thinking. I'm like, great, the cable can pull down the grate, but it still doesn't get him up to the top. So, yeah, he finished your plan, but your plan wouldn't have worked. Right. The, the tiles, I'm like, yeah, he can dig down and, like, flush the dirt down the toilet, but it, you can't get the whole way out. So, yeah, he finished your plan, but it didn't work. Each one, like, was having that. And I'm like, well, this is kind of just dumb. Why are we wasting time with this? Yeah. But it does come into play at the end and help us out. Well, even when uh, he's pulling the grate, like, he does the loop and he, like, climbs up. And it looks like he's trying to, like, unlock the window or something. He's going towards a lock. And then he, like, falls with the grate. If I'm like, well, then that what you want. You need to get the grate off to get out the window. Yeah, keep but going. He, he gives up. I'm like, stack all those, like, rolled up carpets together. Get up there. Use the grate to smash the window out. Exactly. Oh, the next one that calls. Also, the way they set this one up because the phone rings... No, you hear like a dripping, and they're going along the wall. I'm like, what is this? Drip, drip. I'm like, is there a leaky, like, pipe that's going to come into play somehow? Like, he breaks it or something? Mm -hmm. But it drips, and then he turns and sees, like, the ghost, like, upside down, strangled with blood dripping out of them, and then the phone rings. Oh, we also should mention that this was done by Bloomhouse. Yeah. Which, I want to, this is the first time we saw the brand new Bloomhouse logo with Michael Myers in it, which was really cool. Is it Bloom or Blum? I was Blumhouse. Blumhouse. Whichever. Oh, I didn't yeah, I've heard it both ways. Oh, okay. Um, but this part reminds me, like, oh yeah, this reminds me of a Blumhouse movie. Of, it's the upside down kid dripping blood, but it's very CG. Yeah. <laughs> But then the phone rings, and this one tells him, like, when you go up there, he's going to be sleeping. It talks to him. This one talks to him for a long time. And he goes, but there's a lock on the door, but it's my old lock. And he goes, oh, great. What's the number? I don't remember. But I wrote it down on the wall so I wouldn't forget. He tells him where to look. He sees it. And it's a three-number combination like you'd have on a high school locker. But it's, like, 23317. The only problem is that could be... 23317 mm-hmm. or 23317 and all that he goes which one is it because like i don't remember it's like i don't know you're gonna have to try all of them i love how frank the kids are a lot of times on the phone of just like well this is what you gotta do yeah <laughs> so he makes it up this time and he's sleeping waiting for him to what the kids say play naughty boy where he wants to catch him trying to sneak out with the belt and everything which as soon as they said he wants you to play Naughty Boy and you're not playing the game. I'm like, don't say Naughty Boy. That sounds so I like... I thought we were going to go in a way different direction. Like, oh no. Yeah, like, this is going to all of a sudden, it turns into Pulp Fiction and the gimp comes out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want that shit. But he makes it up and the grabber's sleeping there with his angry mask on, so he's waiting for him to come up and be angry, obviously. And he sneaks over to the door. He puts in the combination. He tries a couple. You see him start... Really tense scene, to be honest. Yeah. I liked it a lot. 
Like I got my chest going a little bit in this part. I'm like, okay, good. Because they also have a good two shot going on. Yeah. If it's like focused on Finn, but out of focus in the background, you can see the grabber there. He stirs and a little bit in his sleep and stuff. You see him move a little bit and stuff. You don't. You can never really tell if his uh, head's turned to look at him because that's why I kept expecting is that he was going to like turn. You'd see the fuzziness turn towards him. You know, I kept waiting for him to just like be out of the shot for a minute and then cut back to him standing right behind him. Yeah, but that's also it's. I'm glad they didn't do that because that's what you were expecting. Exactly, it was predictable. Yeah, but he gets it open and then, bam! And then like a dog, which we'll come back to in a second because I skipped over, starts barking and he takes off and he takes off running after him. The grabber, he gets in the van and I don't know. He does do the smart thing after him and starts shouting as he's running down the street. The second I'm out of that house, I'm screaming. Yeah, you even it even was enough time for you to go start shouting, you dumbass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he does eventually do it, but too late because the van's pulling up on him, hits him with the van, no, pulls out in front of him, so he's like smacks him yeah. to the side of him. He jumps out, holds a knife up to his throat. They're laying like in the bushes. He goes, "You make a sound, I'll gut you right here and strangle you with your own intestines." And you see all these house lights, like the outside lights, turn on because they heard him scream for a minute. And they wait there, they wait there, and then you see the house lights go off. Oh, these are the neighbors from Halloween, where when Laurie Strode went running up, like, help me! I'm being fucking murdered! And they just turn the light on, then turn it back off. Like, eh, it's not our problem. I thought I heard a child screaming. <laughs> but normally I'd say, well, I get it. If you just heard a noise for a minute, you look at it, you don't say anything, turn off. But you're also in a town where kids keep getting kidnapped, like, every other week, it seems like. There's a guy in your town called The Grabber with black balloons. And the kids have just accepted this local legend. Like, oh, The Grabber will get it. Yeah, he probably will at the rate he's going. Honestly. Like, your odds are good that he will get you. But they turn it off. He takes him back in and throws him in the basement. Goes up. What I forgot to mention, earlier when their search party is looking for Finn, the police stop at this house and they knock on the door. And they're canvassing, like, sir, we just need to ask you, have you seen these kids? Like, are you looking for the kids? And come inside. And they think they hit gold. And it's just, like, your typical, like, backdoor, invest like, armchair investigator, like, saying, look here. And he's like, so here's a map. And if all these ones, he has to have time to get back to his house. It has to be a house with a garage. He's going on, like, where's Pepe Silva? Style yes. of the police. And he shows, like, well, if you do see the kids, let us know. He goes, is this your place? No, I'm house-sitting for my brother. He goes, well, before your brother get back, you might want to clean up. And you look at the table, and they walk out. He looks at the table, and he has lines of coke still. He hasn't sn sniffed yet. Until he's like, God damn it. And he immediately just sits down and cleans that up. Yes. <laughs> now, what's interesting, the cops walk out. The camera pans down through this house, and it is the house. And Finn's in the basement. Yeah. So, at this point, I'm like, holy shit, this guy is the grabber. But then I'm like, the grabber has a lot longer hair. Yeah, and it's but Ethan Hawke. Like, Maybe it's a wig. Well, and also, I don't know what Ethan Hawke looks like. Oh, okay. But, like, I'm like, that's weird, too. I'm like, is this guy in on it? But he seems legit like he's trying to catch the grabber and everything. And we find out he's house-sitting for his brother. His brother's the grabber. And he has this dog, Samson, he yells at a lot. They'll come into play because that's what woke the grabber up. When he stormed out, the dog started barking. It's like if John Wayne Gacy's brother is like, I'm, I'm hot on the case. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm surprised that's never happened, to be honest. Something like that. Yeah. But... That's all. That's what the dog that woke him Ooh, up when he chased actually, after him. There is a case of that. Ted Kaczynski, the Ted Kaczynski, the mail bomber, yeah. was turned in by his brother. Oh, uh, that's true. Because yeah. he matched, because he recognized the wording of the manifesto and yep. stuff. So yeah, it does happen, I guess. So now we get the la the second to last call. This one was like 
this asshole kid who's very uh, Eddie Munson from Stranger Things. He reminded me of like teenage Robert Plant. Oh, a little bit, yeah. But so we cut to his, and also this is we also get the dream that Gwen has of him, and it cuts to him like playing pinball and then getting into a fight with a bunch of kids, like because they ruined his high score to the point he pulls a knife. He's in the back of a cop car and. He carves into the kid. He gets into a fight with four one one seven or whatever it was. The address of the house. Yes. And Gwen's watching in the dream, like with him, and it goes up to a house number four one one seven. She recognizes the house, and he his thing that he tells uh, Finn is about this wall that man. I must have cost thousands of dollars for that fuck at least, like thousands of dollars worth of damage. There's a wall right by the bathroom. If you hammer at it, you get to the um this spare storage room. But the only problem is there's a stand-up freezer block in the way. You got to hammer out there, then unscrew the back of the freezer, and you can get in through there. Which, he does all of this work, and he gets the perfect little door, and he you know, takes the toilet apart. At this Ooh, point also too, drinks the toilet water on the top of it, but still, because he's thirsty. Yeah, because at this uh, the grabber's like pissed at him. Because yeah, he, he tried to escape. He's Naughty not boy. Getting, He's not giving them Sprite and scrambled eggs anymore. <laughs> which, you know, would be hilarious if he gave them banana and Sprite. Because that makes you throw up. Does it? Yes. Huh. Um, but he gets into the freezer. He, un- like, undoes the little latch yep. thing. And there's all these stakes. So he's like, cool. He throws a few of them out. Comes into play later. And then he just, he's trying to bang the door open. But it's locked from the outside. It's one of those old yeah. style ones. So then he just sits there for a second, crawls out, and just starts crying. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm listening to all of you. <laughs> yeah, but like, it does work out. But each time so far, the plans never work on all of them. Now, we is, this is where we get oh. his best friend calling him. Real quick, also earlier, there was a moment way earlier in the movie where the grabber walks down and he asks what his name is. He goes, I'm starting to like you, but you have to like me. He goes, will you let me go? Well, you have to work with me. What's your name? He gives him a fake name. And the grabber's holding his scramble and just throws it on the ground and throws the newspaper like, I was starting to like you, Finn. Why'd you lie to me? Why did he lie? I don't know. Why not just tell the guy your name? What's it matter? Maybe he's trying to protect his identity in case he'd go after his sister or something. Was he fucking Batman? (laughs) No, in case he'd go after, like, family members or stuff, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But like he said, his name's going to be in the paper when they're like, boy that disappeared returned. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. So next time that the phone rings is his best friend who died. And his advice is about how to fight back. Because there was that line earlier. He's like, Finn, you all start learning how to fight back. And he tells him, take the phone receiver. Pack it with dirt. Like, take the receiver, like, the caps off. Pack it with dirt. And he has him go over his fight move. He's going to do, like, step back, swing. Raise phone, step back, step forward, step back, swing. They repeat it a bunch of times. Okay. It's now. like that scene in Army of Darkness where it's like, ha, hoo, ha, with the sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everything's coming to a head at once. Gwen knows the house from her dream. Um, the brother, like, staring at the maps, like, comes to an epiphany at once. Like, the <laughs> center is his house he's at. It's like, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> so, Finney has had all of his explanations from the ghost. The brother realized that Gwen tells the police everything's happening mm-hmm. at once. The police are coming... Gwen's outside of the house, the alleged house. Yeah, I love that the little girl is just standing in front of the murder house like, this one! This one! (laughs) And what I thought was going to happen was the brother was going to come downstairs and get bludgeoned by Yes. But the brother opens the door. He goes, holy shit. And he's like, you're okay? He goes, oh my god, you're okay. I'm sorry. I knew he was up to something. He goes, do you want to know how I found you? And then 
Splat! Finn's like, no! Just get me out of here! Call the police! Yeah, and, and then, then fucking, I did not expect that. I expected he was gonna, like, run upstairs and almost get away, then he grabs him again. Not that he, he's gonna kill his own brother. And then he's mad at him, because he's like, he was an idiot. But he was my idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's mad at Finn, he just axed his brother in the back of the head, and... Finn's like backing up. He goes, usually I'd use a knife, but I want this to be painful for you. I don't know what he's actually going to do to him, but he does go get the dog, Spencer, upstairs, I think, to guard the door, yeah. not let him out. And he has Spencer down there. And then here's where the fight starts. The whole big payoff. By the way, as this is going on, police are breaking into the house. We see him going in and everything, looking around the house. So far, they're not finding anything, but they haven't found the basement yet. Right. Yeah, it's almost, you think it's going to be almost like the Silence of the Lambs thing of, they thought they had the right house, but they're in a completely different location. They're kind of there, but not completely, yeah. Yeah. Which we get to, it's a cool twist in it. But here's where the fight starts. So he comes to the bed. How's he first knock him down or something? Well, he goes to, the grabber like swings the axe and Finn does like the step back move. And he does like the step back move again, hits him with the phone. Well, and no, because there's a whole thing. He, oh, does he hit him with the phone there, too, at the beginning? I believe so. Okay, knocks him down, runs down the hallway, like, to the toilet. Yes. Grabber comes running at him. The hole he dug, he has a carpet over, falls into there, breaks his foot on the grate down there mm -hmm. that goes through that. So now he's stuck there. Now he does the smack him with the phone a bunch of times. The cable was used to trip him, so everybody's things are coming back here. Yes. Like, what about the freezer one? We'll get there in a second. Mm -hmm. He's bludgeoning with the phone. He goes to it for the final swing, but the grabber grabs him and... I mean, very uh, aptly named. But then he knocks his mask off, and he starts freaking out. Yeah, it's like if you took Leatherface's mask off, and he's like, ah! Yeah, exactly. And then he gets the death blow in and chokes him with the cord, like killing him. Yeah, he chokes him with the cord, and then does a, like, neck snap. And as this is going on, the cops go, Chief, found a basement! And they go down there... But it's not where he is. It's a bunch. It's like a dirt basement with a bunch of freshly dug graves. Like this is where they're he's burying everyone, but not where he's killing him and keeping him. And there's one open grave. Yes. But he kills him. But there's the dog to deal with. Reaches into the freezer, throws one of the stakes. Mm -hmm. The dog goes for the stakes. He was a good boy. Goes upstairs. <laughs> but cops, all the cops are coming to the house because they still found this place. Gwen's sitting there, sad they didn't find her brother, or they found dead brother. Judging by who's in the graves, he walks out of the other side. They run, the police run up, to, they see him. When you first saw him come out of the house, and the only one that's reacting is Gwen, did you think he was dead? I didn't, but I was like, I hope they don't do that. Where he's a ghost, and I he got might. out. Yeah. But as soon as, like, I was like, oh, God. Like, I hope they don't do that kind of thing. I thought and they would. the cops see him and swarm him. I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah. And then everything's together again. Mean Dad comes and literally begging for forgiveness. And that's pretty much the end of the movie, right? I'll never drink again. We get a news report about everything. And oh, that's yeah. Well, about he, it. He, goes to, he goes back to school. Now, oh, all yeah. of a sudden, he's the, you hear whispers in the hallway. He killed the grabber. There's no way he killed the grabber. Look how scrawny he is. He's so dreamy. Like, <laughs> it's the classic walking down the hallway after something big in a horror movie. He goes back into science class and sits right beside that girl again, and they share, like, a nice little, like, look at each yeah. other kind of thing. Yep, and that's about it. And then 
Yeah, that's the movie. And then at that point, the credits came up, and I Googled, is there an end credit scene for the Black Phone? Because we got burned on X. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way there is one. But yeah, it was a fun movie. I really liked it. Yeah, and I was very impressed how many people were there. Yeah, we saw a second week out. So, oh, second week of 2022 being out. Right. So I was thinking we might go in there and it's going to be a Jason X thing where it's we're the only ones in the theater. No, this is like, it was pretty packed. I liked it. Yeah, it must be doing pretty well. I really liked Ethan Hawke as the grabber, though. I thought he was like a villain that has some legs. Like, I don't think they'll franchise this out. But man, he's one that like sticks with you a little bit. I really thought he was terrifying. I love his take on it. I love where sometimes he is putting on like the whimsical magician act. Yeah. And then when he's sad, he's like angry Danzig man. Yeah. And he wants to play naughty boy. Yeah. Oh, just oh, that's don't say naughty boy anymore. <laughs> it just still gives me chills. But overall, I really loved it. Yeah, it's worth checking out for sure. If it's still in theaters when you guys are listening to this, it should be. Like, this will come out in a couple days. Would you say this is a Blu-ray buy? I don't know, because I don't know about how much rewatch value it has, though. I don't mean that as an insult, because right. a lot of it's the mystery to it. Yeah. Not a new release Blu-ray buy. A down-the-road Blu-ray buy. When I'll give it that. When it's on sale at Target exactly. for, like, 15 bucks, I could see that. Yeah, when I can find it, like, discounted, probably. And that's not an insult to it. I just don't know how much rewatch factor there is, but there's a really good watch factor, I should say. But this is one I would like to add to my collection. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. All right, so, Count of the Dead time? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so Rock Miller, Count of the Dead's where I tally up all the deaths in a movie, and I took a piece of scrap paper in with me. No fingers. Yeah, I didn't use fingers this time. I'm becoming professional. How many do you think we got with the black phone? I believe I counted seven. I had to read my tallies, because also, I can't see in the movie theater, <laughs> so I can't do normal tallies, so I just make a scratch on it, and then I have to count all these random scratches. You think seven? Yes. Seven is correct. Nice, because I remember even at the end, um, when Gwen is riding her bike up, and you see a quick flash of all the dead kids, I'm like, okay, there's five, oh, and then there's good. the brother, and then there's, of course, the what? grabber himself. Yep. Awesome. I finally, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, every week Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I do my ratings from Dimension Z. <laughs> so I take something from the movie, and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. And for some reason in this movie, there kept being, like, lead singer doppelgangers. Okay. Like, I saw Danzig, and I saw Robert Plant. Okay. So I'm going to do lead singers. That's a weird one for this. Yes. I'll take it. But I, this is how Brett from Dimension Z's mind works. Not phones? No. Well, what kind of, what's a good phone? What's a bad phone? One that works, one that doesn't work. Yeah, well, I was, what's the one I just did that not long ago? And I was just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say a number one singer, the worst kind of singer. It's like the lead singer Nickelback. Okay. Like shitty. I just, like pants around the feet. Yeah, or like. Buck Cherry, All any of the rock bands. Yeah, fuck them. A number 10 lead singer is fucking Glenn Danzig. Yeah! <laughs> I can't argue with that in the slightest. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a lot better than the uh, other day when we were arguing about the Sex Pistols. Oh, my God. And we argued about it for like 10 minutes during the ratings. Yes. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed The Black Phone. I'm going to give this, as the first watch, I'm going to give it 8 lead singers out of 10. Oh, we're real close. I gave it seven and a half lead singers out of ten. Okay, it's definitely worth checking out. I definitely want to see it again. Yeah, I'll watch it. And I'm curious, like you said, how's that rewatchability? Is it like the 
Blair Witch Project, where you watch it again and you're like, oh, okay, or I know. 2014 what... Godzilla is always my biggest example of bad rewatch. Oh, yeah. It's like, show us fucking Godzilla. <laughs> if Godzilla's in the background on a television, then they turn the TV off. Yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He got some good new horror coming out. Holy crap, almost every trailer there was a new horror movie coming out. Uh, the one, I forget what it's called, but there's some new vampire one coming out. Where it almost looks like a cross between Dracula and Ready or Not. Yeah, I kind of want to see that smile one, whatever that's called. That looks interesting. I don't know if I like it or not, because that looks like a border of the kind of horror I hate. Yeah. But it also, I'm like, I don't know, something about this one looks interesting. And Nope looks awesome. Oh, I can't awesome. wait for Nope. Nope looks good. Yeah, and spoilers if you're like, if you don't want to know about trailers and stuff. Yeah, we don't tell you anything you wouldn't see in the trailer, though. I love the classic 1950s saucer UFO that they show for two seconds in it. Yeah. It's the silver classic thing that you saw in, like, the day the Earth stood still. Yeah, so we'll have a lot of good new releases coming out soon, hopefully. Hopefully this, like, new thing of, like, horror's kind of up on a big upswing again. I hope it, and it looks like it's going to keep going. I hope it does. Yeah, I hope so. Let's not hit another 2000 to 2009 period for a long time. Yeah, never. But yeah, that was the black phone. That's all I got on it, really. Yeah, that's all I got. So we hope the black phone has left your brain throbbing with horror. Ah, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform, or else. Subscribe for more tantalizing terror, and be ready for the new fear next week, if you dare. <laughs>